to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Bullock. People, organizations, and communities need to prepare for and respond to natural and man-made disasters in a timely manner and in the most effective way possible. Our program examines what is being done before, during, and after a disaster and those unexpected events to keep you in the know. Disasters can happen to anyone. The question is, when will it happen to you? Now, here is your host, business continuity and disaster planning expert, Alex Fulick. Welcome to another episode of Preparing for the Unexpected. I'm your host, Alex Fulick, and as always, we like to talk about things related to resilience, crisis management, business continuity, COVID, anything that's relatable to those topics. Anything that helps you, your organization, or your community plan for and prepare and respond to and overcome adverse situations. If there is a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show or you'd like to be a guest, please feel free. You can reach out and find me on LinkedIn. That seems to be the easiest way to reach me because I am the only Alex Fullock on LinkedIn. So I'm very mm-hmm. easy to find. And I do respond to everything and we'll see about getting you on the show or finding someone to come on the show and talk about what you'd like us to chat about. Longtime listeners and viewers, you'll know that uh, I've mentioned quite a few times I was a speaker at the BCI Virtual World Conference in 2020 in November, and that I hope to get some other speakers to come on the show and talk about their topics or something else that's relatable. And today is one of those days. I'd like to welcome to the show the author of, or the president, or I should say, on the topic of resiliency through relationships, I'd like to welcome to the show, Rena Singh. Rena, welcome. Hi, Alex. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, some people might recognize your name. Could you give us a, a minute or two uh, to uh, introduce yourself, what you do, and how you got into this industry? Uh, yeah, of course. So, essentially, my role, like many others in the industry, is to help you prepare and respond and essentially become resilient in our crazy world full of disruptions. I do that primarily via business continuity. So, full-time job. I fell into it by accident. So, again, one of those uh, industry folk that didn't plan their career in this. It just kind of happened to me and I have n- never looked back. I'm the same way. Fell into it by accident and haven't looked back since 23 years later. <laughs> now, now I, I mentioned some people might recognize the name. If people don't recognize the name, I'm going to tell you who Rena is. Rena is the host of Resilience Pod. Rena, can you tell us about what you talk about on the show? Yeah, thanks, um, Alex. So yeah, the Resilience Pod is your one-stop shop uh, full of podcasts, videos, and blogs, all helping you become resilient in our world full of disruption. So essentially, it's unmasking the the facade of our resilience industry, talking to experts globally uh, and their experiences of actually working working here, making people accessible, and actually sharing those personal stories of those who have not only helped their organizations become resilient, but who have overcome some sort of adversity or demonstrated resilience themselves. Because at the end of the day, resilient people make resilientations. Welcome to the show. I have a little bit of a celebrity on today. (laughs) And for anyone who uh, didn't catch (laughs) the name of the uh, podcast, it's Resilience Pod. I just want to make sure I get the name right, correct? Yes, Resilience Pod, yeah. And you can find it everywhere. Just Google it and it will be there, yeah. Well, great. I'm glad to have you on the show. Now, uh, I mentioned the topic, resiliency through relationships. Before we even jump into that, because there are so many people who talk about resilience and so many definitions, how do you define and describe resilience? Yeah, you know what? It's such a buzzword, isn't it, Alex? And it mm-hmm. can mean different things in different industries. But specifically for our industry, when we're looking at resilience, it's it's. I see it like an umbrella. So if we open up an umbrella, that's the word. And then in from an organizational perspective, it's those disciplines that are helping the organization carry on. So we're looking at disciplines like business continuity, crisis management, risk management, weather resilience, IT recovery, those kind of disciplines that help you prepare and protect and then respond and recover, essentially. Now, I understand that business is just, isn't just about 
disciplines, but you have, you know, HR and and legal side and all that kind of stuff, elements that help run a business. But essentially, we it's about coming together and joining things up and not working in silos. So from an organizational perspective, it's making sure that you have those disciplines and those expertise that can, as I said, help you respond, recover, prepare, protect. And from a personal side, then navigate your challenges and the way you think to become resilient. Because if you're going around telling your organizations, you know, you've got to be resilient, but your life is in total chaos, like how do you manage that? How do you manage the stresses and the well-being side of it? So there's there's two sides of that. Now, resilience also has a, is a different industry where we're looking at coaching, as I said, well-being, uh, you know, mental health, all that awareness. But for this podcast and for this sake, we're looking at, like you say, preparing for the unexpected in our organizations, but having a human element of it as well. So is it fair to say you really can't have a resilient uh, organization or resiliency within your organization if, uh, let's have some fun with this, your people are messed up? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can't. And I think often as organizations and and if you reflect on the organization that you're working for, do they actually incorporate that in any of their plans? Is the people are the the business, your processes, no matter how we have. And and I'll go into that as we we talk further. But are are you looking at your people's welfare? Are you building that in? Are you giving them the trade? We're not all born and we know how to deal with these things. So it's about kind of having that awareness and actually thinking about it in the planning stages because preparation is everything, as I am sure all your listeners will be aware of. (laughs) Now, that brings up an interesting point. Considering we are in the middle of a global pandemic, we don't there is some light at the end of the tunnel, end of the tunnel, but we really yeah. don't know when things will be declared, quote unquote, over. Is there a greater challenge in people and organizations trying to be resilient during a pandemic? Because we're we're all in the same boat, and it doesn't matter if you're the president of a company or not. You're still faced with COVID and COVID issues. How do you address challenges like that? Trying to uh, keep uh, a resilience focus for your organization, you know, while going through this. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's important, Alex, and it's important to look individually at your organization and think, are there tools and methods to help you through this? So is your organization like, putting on well-being sessions is there an employee assistance program like that that's what we call it here in the uk so is there something equivalent of that in your organization which should be a legal requirement for all organizations to do especially i know that in the uk um you know is there is there that support there you know is management driving you through the ground or is their culture where you know we're we're zoom fatigued now can you take five to um from between one meeting and the next you know what's the culture is are you expected to be on video be seen like you would at work or are you actually understanding that you know people have a life as well so we're working at home and there's other challenges with family and so forth so what support mechanisms are you giving to your staff and their well-being and finally are you encouraging people to take annual leave you know we we can't travel in this pandemic however we still need time out so even if you're sitting at home it's still better than just working 24 7 and not taking any of your leave you need that time to kind of sit back refocus and not think about work to get that balance of resiliency so are you actually doing these things? Is your employer uh, encouraging it? And if not, you should actually think and take control for yourself and feel like, yes, for my own well-being, I'm going to take a day off. And it doesn't mean, I think the perception is, oh, I'm not going to waste my annual leave because I'm not going anywhere. But you don't always have to be doing something. The beauty is in actually being bored. You know, Mm -hmm. we have so many distractions, but let's remember 
had the privilege to be bored and get creative and actually reflect on life because I think that helps us become a bit more resilient and express that gratitude in this pandemic because I feel personally that that's everything. It helps you reframe some of the negative things that are going on in the world. Yeah, you do. (laughs) We have to be able to uh, step back. It's interesting you mentioned uh, Zoom fatigue. There was a commercial here in Canada that I saw just a little while ago and um, it depicted a bunch of people on a Zoom type meeting. And, uh, you know, a couple of people didn't want to be on camera. I forget the actual topic, but what, what struck me is yeah. there were people who said, no, no, I'm really not in the mood, you know, today. And, you know, that kind of tells me, you know, some people, they just don't want to be on camera because they just want to be comfortable, you know, let the shoulders down, put the hat on backwards or whatever the case may be and just... Okay, you know, it's a down day, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired of, you know, having to be shoulders up, you know, big smile on camera for my boss, you know, and yeah. uh, it's so it's interesting, you mentioned zoom fatigue, you know, and I guess when people start feeling like that, that could have uh, ripple effects, you know, on their work, you know, and towards the organization itself. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's actually a real thing. It's not just a, a fancy trend that's happening. Um, and it's, it's being aware of that and speaking out if there isn't that culture in, in your organization where you're that expectation, um, because it does affect your 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 resilience, your your mental well-being, you know, being on point all the time. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even when you go into the office, if you remember, uh, if you remember those days, uh, <laughs> you have off days, <laughs> you know, you're not always going to be like, you know, in, in your top pristine condition. So it's just making it a bit real and, and being okay with that because it, it gets a bit personal because, you, you know, you're, you're seeing people in their homes, like we're, we're here, you're seeing like grounded my home and it's it's nice because it's that sense of personal uh belonging as well which you don't really get to see so i think it adds different dimensions but you don't need to always be online and be seen to be working as well so it's i mean i could talk about it for hours but yeah (laughs) essentially awareness in this is key it's interesting you said that you know being seeing your house um if I'm not doing a show for, you know, Voice America, you, the YouTube channel, um, what people see behind me is a green screen. Behind that is bookshelves, mm-hmm. you know, and lots of stuff on, you know, all over the place, you know, because, you know, my office is also a studio. It's where I do writing. Mm-hmm. It's where I do filming, everything. So uh, it can be a mess. So if you want to see what I really look like, you know, wait till, you know, I'm on a Zoom call that's not, for YouTube or something, then it's the curtain's gone, you know, and I'm just sitting here, hi, you know, like, ah, relaxed, you know, you know, like I said, I, my shoulders don't have to be up in a big smile, you know, for the, for the YouTube channel, you know, it's, it, <laughs> it's different because I have to have the chance to let my hair down, you know. Yeah. And, and that's what it is, isn't it? It's, it's that realness because, and I have, I have a very big advocacy on this because we are, we, we want to be seen as perfect all the time and and the the world is more complex we're we're full of, we're like a, a myriad of personalities and people so why not show that authentic self because it's normal and let's normalize this because when you're putting on a, a show or a perception that actually makes it more stressful and that doesn't help towards personal resilience and then if you're irresponsible um, for your organization of delivering any form of resilience, if you've got not got that personal side sorted out, you're not going to really be able to do that for your organization in that authentic and uh, way and with integrity. And that that's not just for um, you know, employees without a hierarchical title. I think the same applies to presidents, CEOs, vice presidents, directors, managers, team leaders, whatever level you know, whatever title people have, but they have to be doing the same things, right? They, they can't simply be pushing all this down. They, they've got to be the same, you know, in the same boat. Yeah, absolutely. The, ultimately, these kind of messages and culture comes from the top. So if you've seen, say, your director like dress casually and they're showing their home and, you know, like a cat pops up on the screen, you kind of feel like, oh, it, it's just, it gives you that, 
it takes that pressure off, as you said. And, and that's something that's really important when we're working in this crazy time. Um, so yeah, spot on with that. I think that's, that's important for the listeners to really think about and understand. And I guess in a way that's um, uh, uh, showing your human side not just showing your managerial, you know, uh, duties, you know, and the, the managerial facade, mm-hmm. you know, but showing your human side that like, Hey, you know, I, I may have manager in front of my name, but, or after my name, but you know what? I, I get the same interruptions you guys get, you know, everyone else does, you know, my dog wants attention at <laughs> the same time. My kid is <laughs> screaming, you know, like, you know, I, I, I have to do, I, I live the same things you do. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I, I have no shame in, in that, you know, if I'm working and I'm having an off day, I'll call one of my colleagues. I'm like, oh, just not feeling it today. And, you know, you have that chat because you miss that social interaction. You just can't go up and make uh, a cup of tea as we Brits love it uh, rather than the coffees. And yeah. um, tea is good. I've got a full cup here. Yeah, tea <laughs> is good. Well, you know what? I've lived in Canada and I, like, I used to have tea there and it just... I, I, I kind of switched from a coffee, a coffee kind of girl, but yeah, it's, it's that the water cooler in uh, moments that, that you miss. So even just having five, I think it's really important to the personal resilience side of it, because let's forget everything else that is key 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 i'm gonna keep going on about it and go on about it all the time but here it's just i just can't reinforce it enough for people listening or watching us to to really kind of reflect on that message well it also um helps uh, the way i see it is build some resilience uh because you're able to break down some of the barriers between people and you can start bouncing ideas and thoughts back and forth because you're building a, not just a working relationship, but a personal relationship too. So if I am having a bad day, I can reach out to Rena because I know you said you had a bad day the other day that, you know what, oh, I feel like you did the other day. And you're able to convey, oh, well, you know, go for a tea, go do something, you know, like we're able to build a, a different kind of rapport rather than do you have the report? You know, we're building a rapport <laughs> instead, you know. Exactly. And, and that's why um, we're, later we're going to talk about resiliency through relationships. And that gives you a bit of a sneak peek about what that actually means and entails. <laughs> and on that note, we've come to the end of our first segment. We are talking with Rena Singh today, uh, resiliency through relationships. And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Are you ready to hear from investors and get insight on different asset classes? Join host Troy Eckert for the program, Talk with the Texan, Money and Life. Troy works with high net worth investors, and is ready to bring you the secrets he's learned in his 35 years of alternative investment experience along with his guest experts. If you want value, you'll need to listen in live every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Fuller. Email your questions to info at stone-road.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at stone-road.com. Now back to Preparing for the Unexpected. 
Welcome back. Today we are talking with Rena Singh on the topic of resiliency through relationships. Right at the end of our first segment, uh, I talked about uh, you know rapport between people, and you mentioned you know resiliency through relationships, which was a perfect segue. What kind of relationships are you talking about? Work colleagues, you know, uh, internal, external, family, you know, what do you mean by relationships? Mm, so, Alex, perfect time. Resiliency through relationships. I think I need to like trademark this um, <laughs> this phrase because anybody who knows me knows I say it all the time and they're probably sick of hearing me say it. But we need that to succeed in our resiliency efforts. And before I explain what that means, um, I want to kind of take a step back and and give you my rationale for using that. Technology is awesome. It helps us become way more efficient at delivering our resilience work. So for example, if I'm doing business continuity for an organization and I, I move into the technology, technological space and I'm managing my data and information through there, that's perfect. But people still give you that information, that qualitative data. A computer doesn't, a piece of software doesn't. And you need a relationship to get that data and to make sure that you're getting that experience from the business, which is the people, to then deliver the right sort of resiliency and plans and and find out what's important and so forth. So it's important for the success of any resilience program. And that's why I say resiliency through relationships, because relationships is that key part. You need to build that and have that rapport, like what we were saying before. And there's really simple ways to do that and I will explain that in a moment but some people think oh no I can't I can't build a relationship with someone I'm just gonna email them and say right here you go do this and, and then that's it and they'll do what I say well you know no <laughs> that doesn't always happen. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't gonna happen like, we don't like being told what to do generally so that having that relationship and making it resilient where it's it's mutually beneficial and so forth, it, it really helps drive what you want to achieve going forward. And that's why it's important to, whilst we become so advanced and we use different tools to, to really advance, you still need that collaboration and that happens through relationships. So how do you go about... Um initiating that kind of a thing you know because i'm assuming this right now we're talking about organizational resiliency and people within an organization you know so you know, if um i need something from you you know data to to do what i need to do how do i initiate you know i've never spoken with rena before you know she has no idea who i am but i need something from her to do my job how do i go about initiating that relationship well, you're in luck because I've got four key tips to share with you and all the listeners. And these are four key tips that have worked real life for me in the success of doing it. So I'm not sitting here saying yeah, you should do X, Y, and Z. It's textbook theory. These are proven strategies. And you're going to be surprised. They're very simple and really easy to do. So step one is actually, first of all, people need to know who you are and you need to do an introduction. So we were saying before that, oh, yeah, you can't just send an email out and then say, if I, I need this report. I need you to fill out this BIA template, a business impact analysis template. Get it back to me by Thursday. And you're like, um, hello, like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> um, What's the BIA? Yeah. Why do I have to do this? What's it going to do? What's in it for me? <laughs> exactly. All these questions. And, you know, and first of all, what, what do you exactly do? Who are you? What's your role in the organization? And so it's, it, like I said, people need to know who you are. And the way to do that is you send a note saying, hello, well, my name is Rena Singh. I've just joined the organization. I'm responsible for uh, resilience and particularly business continuity. Um, I would love to uh, get together and maybe buy you um, or tea. And maybe we can just talk about what you do and then how we can work together because there's a piece of work that we need to deliver it really is that easy. And I do this all the time, regardless of whether I'm new in an organization or I'm in an existing organization. I will, I will introduce myself, explain my role, ask about them and say, can we meet for half an hour? 
even 20 minutes in the canteen or you go out and buy them a coffee whatever you want and and let's just kind of get to know each other before I bounce in there and start asking you to do all this work I want to understand like how long have you been in this organization like you know what what is it that you're doing it builds that trust and you get familiar with it and with each other and you get to understand what they do so when you do ask them for something they'll remember they had a pleasant interaction with you um now i'm not saying you have to go and buy thousands of people coffees because that's impossible (laughs) impossible Uh, um, and it's not realistic however if you are responsible for delivering a piece of work that needs other people to help you you need to meet them face to face um and i and i know it's difficult to do that in a pandemic but you can just have a video call we're adapting to this but where possible go and meet the people and you need that buy-in from the top from your management to let you do this and spend time because there's that perception that oh well you know our organization thinks meeting for a casual chat and a coffee is a waste of time well no actually a lot of ideas and stuff happen when people are relaxed and they're, they're in an informal setting and that creativity happens so you need to have a manager or if you're responsible for it empower your team to go out there and have a coffee for you know 15 20 minutes half an hour even an hour it's the time you invest in building that relationship at the start essentially is gonna help you going forward so alex i've met you for a coffee i've I've bought you one we've we've kind of chatted about stuff you're going to remember me next time an email pops up Mm -hmm. well the the thing the, the other nice thing is, too, when I, you, know, you and I go for a coffee, you may tell me, you know what, um, I know someone else who can help you with that, you know, and or, or if you're meeting with someone who's a manager, let's say, they can say, oh, you know what, don't, don't bother sending a message to all the, the staff. I'll do it. Just send me the basic you know, words I should use. I'll send it for you and get them to help you out. You know, it, so just by doing it once, you can actually create a larger uh, relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of is a- another tip that I bring further down. So, you know, you've, you've built that kind of connection email pops up, for example, which is different because just take a moment to step back and think how many people have actually done that in your work environment, actually extended a little bit of a social, like let's get away from our desks and connect. Like, have they done that? Have they tried to understand it? Probably not a lot of people. So that essentially immediately that sets you apart because you're these are the soft skills that we need and some people hate the word soft skills but we don't Mm. get trained on them this is like essential to the industry that we're in so just remember to be human so that's tip one tip one people need to know who you are and that you exist and that personalization and then number two is to that mutually beneficial relationship so just as you said like oh well how can I help you well actually I know somebody in another with that piece of work so you're you're helping each other and I've done that so many times like there's you know organized no matter how much they say that they don't do this there is so many silos and mm-hmm. there will be a, some some form of silos somewhere and you in this unique role of doing resilience for example business continuity you know the whole organization simply by interacting with them so you've got connections already you've got that um, upper upper hand in that sense so in the past when i've gone to like number step number 2 creating that mutually beneficial relationship and i've listened um I've introduced people to other areas of the department where they didn't even know that they existed for for uh, for one example, and where there's issues with personalities clash. It's all often my department against your department. Like we don't want to talk to them because they're in the ivory tower and we're operational. So you know mm-hmm. they they think that they can just tell us what to do. Break down that. Create mutually beneficial relationships now. There's a disclaimer on that. Some people will think, well, why should I just give, 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 give? You know, what's in me? I Trust me. I know sometimes it feels like all you're doing is giving, giving, giving and babysitting one person from A to B. But when you require something, 
I let me guarantee you people will remember that favors you've done for them and that's how the world works how that's how business works they will remember um, that you introduced them to a different department or you helped them out you went out of your way to to do this piece of work and then they will help you deliver your objectives so it, uh, it's not a sneaky way that's just how it works add the value first and then you get so that's tip two so tip one was introduce yourself people know need to to know that you exist. Tip two is create those mutually beneficial relationships. Uh, again, let me just put it out there. These things take time. So don't expect results straight, straight away. Um, you know, so, so that's it. Tip three, Alex, is actually educating people on what you're trying to get them to do. So let's rewind to when I emailed you and said, Alex, uh, without any introductions, please complete this business business impact is what what <laughs> what, what is yeah. that so <laughs> so help people understand what it is you do in simple terms as as resilience professionals how many times have you gone in and used job in the industry you you don't need to do that people don't understand they don't care they've got other frustrations going on in the in their own own world so help them understand the bigger picture explain well i'm going to use business continuity for an example as an example right business continuity means this for our organization it's this and we're going to focus on this achieving this particular objective and service so we've got to go around and ask everybody what they do so we can understand and take a risk-based approach to see which departments, activities and services is going to be more critical when something does go wrong. It's not if, but when, as we all know. So, and then they're thinking, ah, oh, okay, now I understand why I've got to do this analysis and I understand the bigger picture, what, what the organization think the objective is. We're not trying to here recover everything and everybody is important. And you can use some of the things that have happened in the past in the organization where it's failed uh, and explain to them that actually we need to do it in this way. Or if you if your organization is adopting a risk-based view to say, right, we're doing it in this way because of X, Y, and Z. When you do it helps people understand. So you're the head of department. It helps you understand why you're doing it. And then it gives you, and then it makes you think, okay, you're doing it like that. What it also does is it helps the other person be accountable for the work because accountability in our, in our discipline is so hard to get. Okay, how just think about all the programs that you've done. How many times have you gone and facilitated sessions and then people something happens they're like, I didn't do that. Alex did or Rena did. Like it's her business impact, it's her plan. She wrote it. I just kind of, you know, said that. Make things easier, but get them the ownership and ownership only doing it and what that means for the business and where I fit into that slot. I feel that people often get this so, so wrong. So help them understand what it means. Well, I, I remember being in a situation before we moved to point number four that uh, uh, was, was in a, a group setting and uh, people were saying, well, no, Alex owns all this. Alex owns all that. And someone else spoke up and said, well, if Alex owns all of that, why are you here? And their face went blank. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah, I guess I am <laughs> responsible for all of that. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't just transfer all your responsibility over to somebody else. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's so true. And it's this those misconceptions, right? Because we're we're just mere facilitators. You can have all the fancy titles you want, but actually we're facilitating our organization to extract this information from people, might I just add. So you need to help them understand what it means. So that's tip three. So and so we've got introduce yourself, uh, um, create mutually beneficial relationships, educate others on the discipline. So business continuity for this example, and and get that buy-in and ownership. And then the fourth tip is actually continue the relationship. <laughs> okay. Now I know that sounds really easy, and you're probably thinking, "What? Well, how? You know, how is this even a tip number four? But it happens. You do your work and 
then goodbye, never seen you, you disappear off the face of the planet. And then two years later, when you've got to review your plan, you're like, hi, <laughs> remember me, we did the BIA together. And by then people are like, what the hell is a BIA? You know, so continue it, follow up, you know, whether it's the first time or the 1900th time, you know, create that relationship. It, it's effort. But even if you're just like, hi, how are you doing? How was your Christmas? How was Easter? Or, you know, how's things going? It's common courtesy to maintain that relationship. Or you go, you're in the office environment and you see someone, you ask them how their work's going. Do you know what happens when you continue the relationship? You get to find out what's going on in other parts of the organization. And by doing that as a default, you can actually contribute to greater resilience because you're having those casual conversations. There has been many times that I've continued the relationships and then I found out a piece of work was going on and they were redoing it again. And I'm like, oh, by the way, I've got a team doing resiliency and business continuity. We can help with that. Just done what you and then forgot about it I would never have known and then again um, you're creating that siloed it will just it slips back into that bit so maintaining that relationship is really important and it doesn't really take much you know I'm not saying do it five hours a day for the rest of your life yeah. <laughs> um, it's really that simple it reminds me back in the day uh, of working with colleagues who were smokers and they would go out, you know, for their smoke breaks and more often mm. than not, they w- would come back, you know, sit beside me and go, guess what I just heard? Such and such is going on, not rumors and stuff like that, but such and such is happening. You know, do, do we, does that impact us anyway? You know, and so I'm not telling anyone they have to go uh, start smoking, but I'm just saying that, uh, you know, those people were building what you just said, you know, uh, friendships and relationships, and then learning new things about the organization as they had their chats. Yeah. So what one thing I do without the smoking thing, if I go to a different office for a different meeting, I'll make a point of remembering who's in that office, like some of my stakeholders, and say, well, hey, do you want to grab a coffee? I've got 20 minutes in between a meeting, or let's go for lunch with another person. And it's casual, you're building that relationship. And I've done that so many times. Like if I've been, so I live in Milton Keynes, and if I've gone to London, uh, which is about a 45 minute train ride away, and I'll make use of my day. So I'll build that relationship. So even after work, if, if I'm in the area, I'll be like, let's grab a quick dinner or a drink. And that, you know what, that makes such a difference to then the next time you need something and your name pops up. Yeah. You've got that connection. And that's so important. Very important. And I think on that note uh, is the perfect spot to end our second segment. Today, we are talking with Rita Singh on the topic of resiliency through relationships. We'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in each week for the Labenthal Report with hosts Dominic Tavella and Michael Hartzman. The Labenthal Report keeps you in tune with market conditions, investment opportunities, and outlooks based on the stories and headlines to keep you in touch with your financial success. Are you picking the right financial path? Find out by listening to The Labenthal Report live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Fuller. Email your questions to info at stone-road.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at stone-road.com. Now back to Preparing for the Unexpected. Welcome back. Today we are talking with Rena Singh on the topic of resiliency through relationships. Lots of great information. I really like those four tips. They do sound so simple. Uh, I know uh, some of the examples that we touched on were um, organizational or work-related. Can you give, uh, you'll recap the four tips, but give us some examples on how we can leverage them in our personal lives? Yeah, absolutely, Alex. And the easiest way to think about this is making friends. Okay, we've all done that in part of our life from childhood to adulthood. And I agree that sometimes in adulthood, it's a bit difficult, but you do the same things. You want people need to know exist. So you introduce yourself. Um, you talk about yourself. You ask the other person. You create that mutually beneficial relationship from the introduction. You know, one way I've done that is, you know, I've met people or actually have met neighbors. And then, you know, we, we get that common interest and they like a bit of food. So I'll take something or take something over that I've made or, we extend the invitation out to go for a drink or dinner. It's exactly the same thing. You're you're building that relationship and getting to know each other. The educate educate others on the subject, very business related, but it can transfer to our our personal life. And that's more about getting to know each other in a friend. If you're trying to make friends personally, I think that's great because. You know, that's exactly the same as educating others on the area. You're educating yourselves on each other and your values and what's going on in your world and building that connection. And then fourthly, continuing the relationship. Well, personally, when you're trying to make friends, you don't just go and have one conversation and that's it. You follow up, you you send a, a, a WhatsApp message like, hi, how are you doing? It was really great. Or just checking in, like what's going on, uh, building that connection slowly. And I think one thing, a key tip and a key uh, takeaway here is that all this takes time. You're not going to do those four tips personally and in your business and suddenly get results. You're going to have to, it's a continuous cycle. The same with personal mm-hmm. lives, same with making friendships and work friendships is exactly the same. It's follow through a cycle and, and give it time. And you can reach out, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a coffee shop or a bar or something like that, but it could be an online forum, you know, for, uh, you know, your favorite band or something and just reach out and friendship that way, you know, or if you're a knitting fanatic, you know, find something, you know, a knitting club, you know, and, and things like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, nothing, not everything has to revolve around food and drink. For me, it does, because I like that. But, but yeah, it, it's, it's whatever interests float your boat. So, you know, you, you know, you could have a, like a, you know, like a reading club or something like that. So it's, it's just being consistent in it and making that effort. And, and I think that's where we, we kind of take a step back and we get discouraged because you try it once and then you don't follow through and then you don't get that uh, reception that you want, but it's following through and being persistent. And that's what builds our resilience at the end of the day. And, and, and also it's knowing when to stop as well. Um, but you build that with experience. So yeah, essentially it can be transferred to any part of your life. And that's the perfect spot to end our talk on resiliency through relationships I wanted to specifically make time today to talk about something else you're very passionate about, and that is women in resiliency. Can you tell mm-hmm. us about that, what uh, what you spearhead? Because I know you've got some, uh, well, I'll let you talk about it. I'm not going to give any. Hey, yeah, thank you, Alex. So, yeah, women in resilience, um, there's many of us We in an industry where this was primarily male dominated for for various reasons but now we've seen that a lot of women are coming into this industry and like 
how many times have I in the past gone to networking events, for example, or events, and I've been the only female. And we realized that there's hundreds and thousands of other women who feel the same way. So why not create a group where we can support each other? So the BCI, the Business Continuity Institute, helped create this group where it was the uh, where we would focus on this. And as part of that initiative, I'm really proud to say that I am the vice chair of that group now. It's about bringing the women together in these industries, whether you're working in risk, business continuity, crisis, IT, whatever, that resilience um, type of roles and coming together and sharing our challenges, being in the industry, empowering each other, seeing how we can advance in our careers and actually seeing those role models in those positions doing it so then you can think oh well if she's doing it maybe I could have that career you know career path which you traditionally you might not think um about doing and the group is really to kind of also address some of the challenges specific to the female gender um it's not and it's not anti-men there's men that are in the group that support and be allies too so it's not about that it's just about addressing some of the gender specific challenges and, and having that representation and that safe space to to kind of network, for example. So before COVID happened, um, I ran a session in London and I ran a speed networking session. And, you know, networking is what, what sometimes... What was the speed, speed networking session? What's that? Yes, it's like speed dating uh, where you get two minutes each to introduce yourself and then the buzzer goes and you talk to the next person because we realized that a lot of people find it really intimidating, especially women, to network at events, especially when there's other women, which, you know, different reasons aside, another podcast for another day. So I created this idea and it was just it was just a hit because you just like you get one minute each. What do you do? Brief introduction, other person, next person. And then you do that for about 20 minutes. And then when it's time to actually do the real networking, you feel comfortable because you're like, ah, oh, you just, you said you did this role and you're the head of or like what does that feel like? And you, you get that gateway and that segue into having further more meaningful enriched conversations and that's just one of the things that the women in resilience group does and you know it's about having those that safe environment where we can be each other's cheerleaders um, essentially and I think it's really important to have that and, and address that it just makes people feel part of the community which is really good and you know now being the vice chair and being in this sort of position where I get to influence the way that we do things and really up the game and let people know that there's these things going on and get engagement from people, uh, especially women who might be shy to spotlight their careers or come online. It's kind of, it's a great position to be in because I get people who are, represent someone like me, you know, I'm a, a British Asian woman and when I was started off in the industry, I didn't have someone who looked like me to have role model off of and I didn't really think much of it but now I get so many messages from different women of color very pe sim uh, women who are very similar backgrounds to me who are in the industry and it just feels nice to be able to have that connection and it's not just about uh the you know your race and where you come from it's just any woman it's just nice to to have that support network and go away from the fact that we're not competition with each other so, yeah, I encourage everybody to search for the uh, Women in Resilience group and join. Thank you for that. I, I, you know, I definitely wanted to make sure that uh, we, we touched on that subject. And congratulations for becoming vice chair as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank now, you. We've only got uh, less than three minutes. So mm -hmm. can you take uh, two minutes with any final thoughts on resiliency or the women in, in resiliency or whatever, you know, a final thought? Yeah, I think... You can have all the technical skills you need, but essentially as a person in resilience, it's our job to empower a culture centered around teamwork and collaboration. And that helps get success. So I think just bear that in mind about how you present yourself and, and, and meaningful relationships you create because you get better uh, quality of information in that after all that's what resiliency through relationships is about it is and you know like you pointed out during um, your examples and your tips it's not just uh you know at work or mm -hmm. or just 
you know, your, your personal side, it, it, if you're working on one, it can help the other, right? You can yeah. go back and forth, so to speak. Yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. So you've got to have look at yourself and your own personal resilience as well uh, and, and bear that in mind and be mindful of that and aware of that too because if you're in a good place yourself, that will automatically translate into your work environment and it will show off and it will shine because people can feel that energy and vibration. So, yeah, think about it together because it's not separate. <laughs> well, thank you, Arena, for joining us. I, I really appreciate your insights. And I just want to re- reiterate, uh, check out Rena's podcast at Resilience Pod, right? It's all, yes. I, I keep wanting to say Resilience Podcast, but I know that's not the right name. It's Resilience no, Pod. No, yeah, it's Resilience Pod. And, or if you just, it, you can go on the website, www.resiliencepod.com, and you'll see it all there. So check it out. There's a lot of great stuff mm-hmm. there. And um, check out the work that BCI is doing um, with Rena's uh, leadership. Uh, for women in resilience as well check out that as well is there a specific website for that you can so for the bci women in resilience uh on linkedin you can join our group so just type in bci women in resilience and you'll find it um and yeah we'll we'll we'll, it's a closed group but i'll approve you so it's open (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to check it out don't 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 yes. find me. <laughs> I it's, it's again, like I said, it's for everyone, but primarily women, but men, there are male supporters and allies in there as well. So, and if, if you can't find it, just look me up, Rena Singh, and you know, I'll point you in the right direction. Well, great. Thank you so much, Rena, for joining us today. Uh, I'm really happy and apologies uh, for any sound issues you may have uh, uh, overheard and encountered where I am right now. We we're having a snowstorm. So it's kind of a, uh, <laughs> impacting us a little bit on what we're doing. But thank you so much, Rena, for sharing your knowledge and your time with me today. I really appreciate it. And congratulations on all the work you're doing on the podcast and the Women in Resiliency. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Alex. Um, A pleasure to be on here and talk to you about this. Thank you. Wonderful. And to everybody watching and listening, stay prepared, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Preparing for the Unexpected. Please tune in for another edition featuring your host, Alex Bullock, next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll see you here next week.